Good morning, friends. You're listening to a Hasty Podcast. I'm Weston Hasty, and you're listening to a Hasty Podcast. Welcome back to my studio. Welcome back to my my microphone. Hello, hi, it's me, your boy. Uh, we. <laughs> It's been, uh, by the time you hear this, it'll have been two weeks. Uh, somehow I've accidentally come on to an every other week um, forecast. No, a schedule. Somehow I've, I've turned into that. But two weeks ago, we had Alex on the show. Uh, and you should definitely go check out that extra long episode of the podcast where we um, sat down and talked about mostly, like, nostalgia. Like, we were kind of, like, talking about nostalgia in school and video, like, like, videos that we made uh when we were much younger and what kind of kick-started us into what we do uh, my buddy alex he's been on the show before and uh did and, and totally lived up to the to the reputation some of my uh, the two of my most watched slash listened to episodes have uh, included alex so clearly they must be good episodes tune into the last episode episode 51 i believe I'm so uh, disorganized that I can't keep track of how many episodes I'm on. And, like, literally, it's it's really not <laughs> that complicated. Let me pull it up. This is episode 52. Am I right? Am I right? Do I not have uh, do I not have my own podcast bookmarked on my... Nope, apparently I do not. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it feels like it would be narcissistic to have your own podcast bookmarked to your, uh, to your bookmarks. Thing. What do you what do you call it? Just your bookmarks, right? What do you call that task? It's not taskbar. Is it called a taskbar? What's that thing at the top of your browser? <laughs> right underneath the address bar. Is that a taskbar? No, the taskbar is the thing at the bottom with like your icons and stuff, right? Are you sitting in front of a computer right now? Probably not. Anywho, yeah, last episode was episode 51. Welcome to 52. Uh, I'm back from Tennessee. Um, my buddy Alex lives in Tennessee. I went down to his place for a vacation to go see the place i had never been around the memphis area i've been around the nashville side of tennessee not the not the memphis side of tennessee so we spent some time over there i had uh, a couple of days two like full days and like two half days to spend in the area kind of a short uh vacation slash long weekend type situation he'd been trying to get me down to see him uh, where he lives down there for years now and finally got around to doing it and so um, while we were down there we did some sightseeing listened to some music hit the infamous Beale Street uh, didn't make it over to Graceland like we wanted to um, it was gonna be a bit of a time sink uh, for what we wanted to do and we wanted to hit some places to eat um, and we wanted to see some, uh, to see some music, wanted to go hear some music, wanted to hit Beale Street, did get some time to go see Sun Studio, uh, which was fun to see, uh, because that's like, like, you know, since we were talking about Graceland, Elvis kind of got a start over at Sun Studio, as well as many other people, uh, made it big there, but, um, I'm not, I'm not huge into music history, so I'm probably like the wrong person to go into a deep dive about, uh, the, the, the history of Sun Studio and Elvis and, and all of that. But I am a fan. I am a fan of Elvis. Grew up listening to his music. So it, it's it's sort of a rite of passage that really one of these days, one of these days I do need to bite the bullet and make my way over to Graceland and actually see it. But uh, I know my parents, my parents have already made the voyage, the pilgrimage, the pilgrimage to Graceland to see where Elvis lived and all of that. Um, when they went through... Uh, the Memphis area on one of their trips. My parents like to go on these, or used to, before the COVID days. They haven't been on uh, any long trips like that, I think, since COVID, really, except for maybe down... I've got some family in Texas. I think they've been down there once or twice since COVID, but that's just because that's where I have some family. But they used to try to go on these uh, trips and see things and hit wineries because now that they're, like, retired, they're retired old people. <laughs> they like to, you know, go on trips to, like, wineries and just shoot the crap with uh, people while they uh, booze up to wine in the mid-afternoon sun. Anyway, they've made the pilgrimage. I have not yet made the pilgrimage, but I was close. I was close. I saw the giant pyramid. That has nothing to do with anything. It's a giant... Um, mm, we're drinking... Yeah, I want to interrupt this message. I'm drinking some Hillbro's Dark... I don't remember if it's got a flavor named Dark Roasted Coffee today. We're back down the coffee grind, everybody. It's been a minute. Not sponsored, but wanted to introduce what it is we're drinking. 
and it's very hot still. I just brewed it. I saw the pyramid. You know, the Great Pyramid of Memphis. It's a giant, like, uh, Bass Pro Shop. Which I didn't know existed in, in Memphis. I, I don't think I knew that anyway. If I did know that, I, I had forgotten it. But as I came into the city, crossed to the border uh, into Memphis, saw this massive pyramid. I'm like, what is this? Where am I right now? And it had the giant Bass Pro Shop like logo on the side of the pyramid. I'm like, is that just an advertisement for Bass Pro Ship on the pyramid? Or is that pyramid, in fact, a giant Bass Pro Shop? Turns out the answer to that was the latter. We went inside, and because, I mean, I mean, obviously I had to. Alex and I found some time to go inside the pyramid and kind of like look around and hang out for a bit. We didn't get the chance to go to the top of the pyramid. We wanted to, but the day that we got there, I think that was on, on a Saturday. Uh, which, you know, weekend, people aren't working, more people are out and about. The line to just go up the elevator to the top of the pyramid was ridiculous. And it was, we knew it was going to take a while. And again, it was just like, there were other things to do and see. And we didn't want to just let, stand in line for two hours or whatever to, like, go up to the top of this pyramid. It would have been a great sight, I'm sure. If I'm in the Memphis area again, maybe like during the week, maybe that would be a better time to get up there when the line is lower. Apparently, there's also like a restaurant up there that um, Alex says we should definitely uh, eat at one of these days. I guess it's uh, it's a bit pricier, is what I've been told. I, I don't really know what they serve up there, but it's a bit pricier. But I mean, you know, when you're on vacation and you want to splurge a little bit, I guess also there's this hotel in this giant Bass Pro Shop, because again, it's this massive pyramid. I can't explain to you, it's, it's huge. If you, haven't seen, if you haven't seen it before and you don't know about it, look up pictures of it, like the Memphis Pyramid or something, the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. It's like the biggest Bass Pro Shop in the world, probably. Um, it's got a hotel in it. That would be fun to stay at. Just, just to stay inside a Bass Pro Shop. I, I do think that of many of the retail stores I've been to in my day, which are not like, like I've been to a lot of retail stores, but like not like, not fun ones. And Bass Pro Shops are always like really fun in the sense that like they decorate, it's themed, it's very woodland and again, it's like, it's pro shop themed. It's got a lot of like stuffed animal uh, decor, woodland decor, nature and outdoorsy decor, that kind of thing. So if that's not your thing, then you're not going to really like the decor. But for me, I don't normally get that experience walking into a retail store. So at least it's weird when a retail store becomes its own sort of tourist destination. And this Bass Pro Shop is kind of also a tourist destination. Reminds me of like if you go to... Um, uh, I just lost the name. I just lost the name. Uh, Ron John's, right? Like uh, like a Ron John surf shop is like a tourist attraction if you've ever been to one of those because they like to decorate and it's like again it's surf shop so it's like all surf theme and stuff so I, that's the first thing that came to my mind as like another like themed store that I've been to as opposed to just a nice store or whatever then again I'm also the type of guy who probably frequents more like Walmart's <laughs> you know what I mean uh, there's not a lot of just cozy like. Cozy and or themed. Re I don't know of any off the top of my head. I'm actually floundering here. You can tell I'm floundering and struggling to come up with other examples in my head that I've been inside of other than just run of the mill like super centers like a Walmart or a Meyer or something like that. Hardware stores like Dome Depot and Lowe's. Grocery stores like the old uh, Schnucks or the Hy-Vee or the which I, or like literally Walmart or Meyer again, because they have grocery. Dollar Generals, they're not really particularly interesting or fun. You ever go to a Dollar General and or Dollar Tree and or your local equivalent dollar store, I don't know, like a five below or something, and you're like, wow, this place is cool. No, you go in and you're like, hey, it's whatever. <laughs> a lot of different dollar type stores. But anyhow, the Bass Pro Shop is not a dollar store. The only other like sort of pro shop thing that I can think of, like if you go to Dick's, 
they're like a sporting goods store so not like just like it's not just a pro shop it's also sporting goods so you can go there for your like fishing and hunting and whatever but you can also go there for like golf and and basketball sneakers and etc it's like a sports store so it's a little bit it's a little bit more general i kind of but again it's kind of like the, like the vast majority of it is very like retail centric but it's got it's just that the stuff that they carry happens to be more more niche than you would get from like a super center of some kind why am i on this tirade anyway we i was in memphis don't know why i went on a tirade talking about bass pro shop that i'm not sponsored by or anything just giving them lots of information giving you guys lots of information about them for no reason i enjoyed beale street uh it's just literally a street where there's a lot of shops and music, like live music and plenty to drink and plenty of interesting characters. Uh, I, we, I didn't make a big deal about it or point it out too much um, to Alex, who I assume is probably a little bit more used to it than I am. But uh, it was it was interesting to me from where I'm from. Uh, how people sort of behave and talk and interact and then like in the areas we were at like just how I don't know how to describe it like so not I don't want to say nonchalant that's that sounds almost too fancy right but just how it was this combination of nonchalance and apathy or something where people just kind of care less about what they look like sound like a, a, a uh, in a pier and that kind of thing so like even in some of the uh, places we stopped into to grab a drink and listen to some music or whatever like the wait staff was very very casual like very like here's your menu let me know what you want you know type of thing as opposed to like when you go into like a sit-down restaurant where it's like hi my name is Stephen I'll be your waiter today and whatever you know it was it was very much like not like I'm gonna be waiting on you hand and toe is very much like hey you know you know what you're doing here let me know when you're ready or whatever it was very casual but then also just in public the people walking around I don't know like it's something that is just probably more common in urban like more urban settings anyway you just meet characters that don't like care like I, I like it just caught my attention we were walking down the sidewalk and this guy's like walking kind of like towards us but down the sidewalk a little way just hawks a loogie into the street just randomly or whatever it's like really <laughs> yeah okay sure and i don't know there's just something about the way people carry themselves in memphis which i've been to other cities i've been to chicago i've been to seattle i've been to uh houston i've been to like i've been in urbanized settings I, like I said, I've been in the Nashville area. I didn't spend much time in Nashville when I was on that side of Texas. But it's always just interesting comparing the way people carry themselves relative to where you're from. Like, I'm not trying to make any distinctions. Like, I'm not, like, uh, trying to badmouth Memphis for anything that I saw or anything like that. I'm not making judgments. I just know from... Like, where I'm from, I know how people carry themselves, and where I was in Memphis, it was, like, different. And it's always kind of funny, the, like, nuances that you pick up on, where it's not even that far. I'm from Illinois, and Tennessee's not that far, regionally speaking. It's not that far relative to the rest of the United States. But even then, it's, like, just little cultural differences just even between the states it's always very interesting i've been to a lot of states actually um traveling either through them or into them for a number of different reasons i've been very fortunate uh growing up that my family was well enough off that we could take trips um to different places which we have family scattered all over the country so often our trips were either to go see family members or with those family members and we could all kind of pool together and it was uh, more economical that way. I've got family all over the country, so that's kind of helped encourage these trips anyway, but I'm fortunate enough to have been able to take many trips growing up and see many different states and many different areas, but uh, even so, as an adult, I feel like I appreciate it more when I go on my own, like, little excursions out and kind of see, see the world with my own developed uh, mindset. I don't know what to call it. You know, when you're a kid, you just don't pick up on things. You don't, you see everything, but everything's new to you. So you're not really 
appreciative of the cultural differences between people in the same way, I think. It's not that you don't see them, it's just that you don't know things yet. And you get older and you can be like, oh yeah, okay. But, anywho, it was a lot of fun. And that is over. I am back in my studio. Um, back in my hometown. Back to work. Oh my god, goodness. I just wanna, I just wanna... I want to take a longer vacation. I don't want to be working, but I'm back at it, baby. And um, back in my own studio, my own microphone. Sorry, everybody, that I probably sound so much worse quality than last uh, episode with Alex, who had much better microphones and equipment. And I mean, he he he's an audio guy. He does music. So he had multiple microphones. So for the two of us shooting the episode, I had a mic. He had a mic combine them or whatever it's it sounds so crisp it sounds so good if i have a guest on and i'm using my equipment if it's remote obviously i'm just like getting their audio from whatever they're using or ripping it from like whatever we if it's discord skype whatever i'm just ripping it from there which isn't like the best my microphone is just like a cheap 60 dollars microphone which is not as cheap as they get but like if you're a professional this is a cheap microphone um and uh, my limited uh, audio editing capabilities as well. I feel so shown up. I feel so shown up. I feel so inspired to go drop $1,000 on microphones and equipment. But no, that's not me. It's not me, man. Also, you can't replace... You can't replace good talent or good skill or good... Um, charisma or good commentary or any of that stuff you can't replace any of that with just more expensive equipment anyway and i'm not trying to say like i'm so charismatic and i'm so like just awesome this podcast is so amazing that it doesn't need better stuff my point is that like it's not in the cards right now it's not in the cards right now to be worried about like completely having an upgrade overhaul although i did take a few things away um, from that trip is that I wouldn't mind investing in at least a second microphone and if I do get a second microphone maybe I want to look into a different model and brand I'm very used to as a uh, gaming youtuber and streamer uh, for many many years now I picked up long time ago um, a blue yeti which everybody like every friggin gamer on youtuber on, on youtuber on youtube or twitch uses a blue microphone of some kind the blue yeti became very popular i feel like i got my blue yeti before that wave of popularity really dropped on youtube um because i was not aware of blue's existence i started getting into a into the blue company after um a buddy of alex's actually um that i met was trying to get rid of his uh I forget why it was a used microphone. I think he was just trying to get something nicer or whatever, was ready to move on, was selling me this used uh, microphone. And I was using, I don't remember what microphone I was using before that. It was just a garbage uh, microphone. I, th I think honestly, it might've been a microphone that I got from Alex, who was just trying to get rid of some of his equipment, his, some of his old equipment. That's how I started. Like if you're, if you're someone who's like looking to start into doing content creation of some kind, this podcast, YouTube, gaming, whatever you're doing, you don't need to start with the best stuff. Just grab some used gear from some friends or something. Someone who's trying to get rid of some crap and start with that and work your way up. Work your Start from the bottom and work your way up. But, um, in fact, while I was at Alex's, he, he passed on another <laughs> piece of equipment. Um, I, I've got a soundboard now. I'm not using it at all yet. It's still in its box. It's used. It's old. I, I think he said it was like 10 years old, which is to me is an ancient by any stretch of the imagination, but it was like an older model of, of whatever it is. And he's got something that he prefers. Uh, so he just wanted to get rid of it. And he's like, do you want this? And I'm like, I don't know how to use one, really. I don't have a particular need for it, but taking stuff from you, like taking equipment from you has never led me astray so far. So sure, I'll take it. So I have a, a soundboard. Is that is that what it's called? It's not a soundboard. It's the, is that what it's called? I'm so stupid. I'm not an audio engineer. It's a thing where you can plug like multiple microphones in, adjust like the gains and, and, and whatever, like from the board or whatever. I'm dumb. I don't even know what they're called. Sound, sound piece, sound man, box, sound box, mic box, Microsoft, Microsoft sound box, Excel. Sorry, I just kind of like went into word salad there for a second. Anyway, 
pass that off to me and I have it. I wouldn't mind investing in a second mic microphone. Don't know what yet. I'd have to look into it. I also want to invest in another like webcam and or camera. I've been thinking about this for a while, but while I, I saw his setup, I've been thinking about getting a, a, a legitimate camera with like a cam linked for like all of my video stuff that I do because right now all the video that I use uses a webcam and it's the one that again like every friggin gamer on YouTube uses it's the like it's the C3130 or what, whatever the frick it's called by Logitech it's the one that everybody has um, and I thought it was funny because when I saw Alex's setup he has like two of them and one of them is like on a camera stand or whatever and I'm like you know what I was really expecting you to have like uh, full-on digital cameras hooked up to this, but no, if a webcam does the trick, a webcam does the trick. I still wouldn't mind getting an actual camera camera, because believe it or not, I do not have my own video camera. I want, like, a DSLR or something. Um, I went, I wanted to go shopping, uh, for some, and just, like, in-store, and just look at cameras, but you can't do that anymore. I went into, like, a Best Buy. I need to go check out the Walmart, apparently. I went to the Best Buy, my local Best Buy, where I, I know they used to have camera uh, camera selection. Because I used to look at them back when I like would buy video games from Best Buy. Um, I went to their camera section, and it was, like, apocalyptic. It was deserted. It was so sad. There were no ca there were no cameras. The few cameras that, they were, that were there were, like, busted up, like... Um, display models that w weren't really worth displaying to be honest Th they had nothing they had nothing there it was so sad they had tons of camera gear if you wanted like a bag or a stand or um some different uh what do they, they call the things you put on the, like the filters or whatever if you wanted to put stuff on your camera or get stuff for your camera they had that but they didn't have any cameras i was shocked um, so I, I don't know where to go to actually look at cameras in person as opposed to online. I wanted to go like physically feel and play with a camera and I, I couldn't do that there. I was very surprised. But because I'm not like in a hurry to do any of that because I'm not like in desperate need of a camera right now. I haven't been doing a lot more shopping. But like I said, I was wanting to look into maybe investing in an actual camera. Then I saw Alex's setup, and I'm like, well, maybe I just will need two webcams. I'll just get another one of the ones I have here, maybe. Or, like, a newer model, obviously. This one I've had for many years now. Many years. I don't remember when I picked up this model. I probably had this one for five years or so. Um, get, like, a newer, newer model. Something with a little bit more color to it. I don't know. <sighs> something about... And it's probably more to do with my lighting. There's a few things I want to update in my studio. After seeing Alex's studio and getting basically super jealous, I want to pick up a second mic for reasons. One, in case this microphone just dies on me, I won't be micless. And then two, so I can do different things with multiple people, possibly. Like, just in case it's a thing that I want to accomplish. I want a second camera, one, in case that one dies. But then also so I can do different angles, do some different projects, kind of create a better setup. I need to get better lighting. Currently, like, he's got, like, studio lights. Like, if you saw his studio and my, like, booth, I shouldn't even call this a studio. I said I'm back in my studio. I should just call this a booth. This is a booth in a bedroom, right? Like, there's not a lot going on here. But I just have, like, two floor lamps. One, uh, like, gooseneck floor lamp for, like, reading or whatever that I use as a, a, a front light. And then a floor lamp that's, like, a more, like, of an area lamp. But it's busted in such a way that I have it facing me instead so that all that harsh yellow light faces me instead of the sky. I say yellow. I guess this one is pretty yellow. I need to get, um, yeah, this is a pretty yellow light to be honest. I need to get a new bulb in there that's uh, more white. I need more, I think, white light. My, my lighting situation is awful. <laughs> it's passable. It's passable. But honestly, I, I need to... Take a course on like YouTube. I'm sure there's YouTube videos on how to properly light a scene, right? Or a green screen. Because I use a green screen in my YouTube, like in my gaming stuff, in my streams and stuff. I use a green screen. I need to learn how to properly light a room. I know about like the angles. I know that you can use three lighting angles to like get the best. Uh, results in, with a green screen. I don't use three, I use two. I have the angles pretty all right. 
I think the lights themselves are just not built for this. They're just not designed to do what I'm using them for. They're passable. I pull it off. It's okay. I also need to get probably... Uh, I don't know if I need to get a new green screen sheet. I think I want to get something that's more vibrant green, if possible, to like create more contrast in the editing or whatever of of getting the of editing the green out of the scene. I need a, a brighter green. I think I know you can kind of do that more with lighting, but I think I want to change the fabric of my green screen. I also want to get a blue screen. Uh, just in case there's things I want to do that involve the color green. Uh, and I want to do it in front of a screen that I'm going to chroma key out. I want to get a blue one. So all of a sudden, there's things that I want. I'm just telling you my literal wish list right now. I want a wider desk. This desk that I have now has served me for a long time. This desk has served me for many, many years. This desk has been with me since 20... Like, middle of 2013 or early 2014. This desk has served me, like, eight plus years. And, um, it's not very big. It does what it needs to do, but it's really meant for, like... It's really meant for writing. And it's meant for, like, if you have a computer on it, maybe, like, one screen, like, one monitor. I have two monitors. And another thing that I learned at Alex's studio is that I really want a bigger monitor. I have two monitors. One of them's a good si a good sized monitor. I don't know how many inches it is. I don't remember. I'm when I bought it, I'm sure I knew 20 odd something inches, whatever it is. But I've got a smaller monitor. My second monitor that I use as my that I use as my second monitor is this little old thing. And I need to get a bigger one. This one serves me just fine. I like it. It does the job. It was my original first monitor. It's a scepter. I can tell I can tell you it's a scepter. My my main monitor now is an Asus. And my second one now is a scepter and i i mean i got a good price on it when i got it years ago it does the trick it's fine but it's just on the small side for as much stuff as i cram onto this screen uh if you've ever listened to me stream before sometimes people uh ask like oh do you see my new profile picture and i'll be like not really because <laughs> it's so tiny on my screen i i use my main screen for the video game that i'm playing because i need to be able to see the game that i'm playing and also my main screen I use for all my editing and stuff. So that all goes there. But anyway, my second screen, I cram so much stuff on there when I'm like live streaming. That's where my OBS sits, which I do like to keep open so I can see it. So I can like change scenes or make sure everything's working okay. Watch the audio levels, that kind of thing. I keep my OBS open, but then I also have like chat open. And then sometimes I have like an extra uh, like uh, box for like music playing. And then occasionally I have other notes and things over there. Usually it's just the two main things, at least OBS and the chat or whatever. But my point is that very quickly, that screen gets very busy. If I have to open up my stream on that screen, just make sure everything's running okay over there. On the YouTube side of things, that's kind of in the way. There's a lot of stuff I cram onto this much smaller, like 16 inch screen or something, whatever, whatever it is. I think it might be, I think it's like sub 20 inches or whatever it is and uh yeah anywhere between two and six different things going on and it's very hard to see and i want to get a bigger screen but to facilitate a bigger monitor i'm gonna probably need a bigger desk which would also just be nice anyway i do feel like it's little i do have a very small space i feel like for what i actually do now part of that part of that in the past has absolutely been the fact that I had a smaller amount of space to work with. I started out of a bedroom. Uh, technically, I'm, I'm still in a bedroom. It's still actually also my bedroom. I just have a bigger bedroom than I used to have. So I started in a bedroom with not a lot of space. Now I'm in a bedroom with more space, but I'm still like using all the small equipment that I have. I do, I'm so grateful that I have a bigger chair. Like I have a nice chair now. It's funny. Uh, I used to have a tiny little chair. I used to have a tiny little chair, tiny little desk, tiny little monitor with, for my tiny little computer that I used to do everything on. And it's so funny. I am slowly growing the size of my goods. And now I just need to get a bigger desk to actually facilitate more stuff. To facilitate 
a bigger monitor, more cameras, more mics, more everything. Um, the tricky part with that is that I will probably have to rearrange um, my room to make that happen. I want to get, and Alex and I talked about this when we were at, down there at his studio, that he, at his place, he's got like a two bedroom, like sort of townhouse type thing to himself. And he uses the second bedroom as his specific studio room, which I'm so jealous of. I'm in a two bedroom townhouse as well, but I I actually split it with my brother. So he's in one, I'm in the other. We, we have plenty of space, it's great, but I don't have a dedicated studio room. I'm so jealous, I want a dedicated studio room. This room works, it's got some space, and I, need, I do need to rearrange it to facilitate, like if I'm gonna have a bigger desk to facilitate that existing, I think I know how I'd rearrange it. But it's so hard, I can't think of a good way to like sort of quarantine off my workspace versus my sleep space so that it doesn't feel like when I'm working, I'm like within eyesight of my bed where I maybe would rather like take a nap or take like lie down for a minute, watch some videos or a TikTok or something, you know, take a break or whatever. Or if I'm lying in bed, I can see my computer stuff and all my work that I should be doing. When you're in one place, I'm thinking about the other place is my point. And that's not like healthy, it's not good. It's doable, you can do it, but I'm so jealous that Alex has his own like studio room where he can go there and get work done. And when he's done with work, he can leave and close the door and say, I'm done with work. I can go relax now, that kind of thing. Obviously, like I can leave my workspace and go relax like down in the living room or the kitchen or something like that. But like, I can't go to my bedroom without seeing all my work or I can't go to all my work without seeing my bedroom. So I'm so jealous. I think that's, um. Unfortunately, I, I, I still have another uh, eight or so months uh, left on the lease on this place before I even really consider possibly going somewhere else and like seeing what else is out there. It's not that this space is horrible. Um, I've been living here for over a year now. And it's not been, it's not really been bad. This place has its own character. It's got, it's got its own uh, oddities here and there. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it does the job. But I am jealous of the space. And I wonder if for the price that I pay here now with the, I mean, everything's getting so expensive I, everywhere. Everyone knows the inflation everywhere. I mean, just living expenses have gone up. Everything's more expensive. And so for the price that I pay for here, I wonder if I can, find something better especially maybe something newer i want to live in a place that's uh, a newer building I, every building that i've been in so far has been an older building so they all have their own issues uh they've all had their own issues with cooling for one reason or another with ac or window units or whatever the case might be cooling the building has always been an issue a very major issue especially this summer where the heat has been crazy hot. It has been so hot and it gets very warm and sticky in um, my townhouse now because our central air does just, just does not do the job, just does not keep up. Um, running full blast, it does its best to keep the temperature from getting over 80 degrees inside, but it's, it's hit 80 before and it's like, mm, that's not good. So literally we, ha we were supposed to have central air but uh, it's been so hot that I have uh, an emergency window unit uh, I put in, I've put into the um, living room to help cool the townhouse. We've got two window units that we've had since last summer because uh, when we actually moved in, we knew that there was AC problems with the central air and they were working on it and they knew they were working on it. The, the, the landlords knew they were working on it. So they had window units in while they had the central air just down period to get worked on. So we've had those and they supposedly fixed the central air. But like I said, it's really just not enough. It just does not do it. It blows air. It's just not cold enough. It just doesn't do it. And we've notified them of the problem and they've worked on it and the problem persists. And I don't know if it's an incompetence issue on their side or simply they have like their, their, their unit needs replaced and they just don't want to actually drop the money on replacing it and instead they just keep you know repairing it but like it's it's dead you know what i mean i'm that's what i think the issue is is that they're just not dropping the money on full-on outright replacing the unit so i still have the emergency window units and in the summer we heat just fine 
Uh, not, uh, not the summer. In the winter, rather. In the winter, we heat just fine. Everything's great. But it's been so hot this summer, I've reinstalled the emergency window units to just help cool down the, the darn building. It's, 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 it's kind of dumb. It's kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, actually... It's it's so much better than my last place that I lived at, which didn't have central air at all. I didn't have central air at all, and the entire apartment had only one window unit in the living space to cool the entire building. Uh, not the building, uh, the entire apartment, rather. It was in a building. Uh, it was a multi-residence apartment building or whatever. There was like 16 apartments in this building that we were in or something like that. Something like that. One, two, three, four like four per, per level and there's like four levels something like that so yeah about 16 i think it was actually 15 because one of the areas that was apartment was actually the shared uh laundry so it was like 15 apartments in this building but anyway it didn't have any central air anyway so even though the central air isn't great here it has been an upgrade from where i was so on the one hand like i want to complain on the other hand it's like i've suffered through worse believe it or not but like i said for the price and everything there's more that i want and i'm curious to see if anything has opened up um over the last couple years um Especially over the year, because I've been here for a little over a year. By the time I'm ready to like consider moving out of here, I'll be here for almost two years. I'm wondering if there's anything better that has opened up. I'm even contemplating uh, maybe renting out a, a house somewhere as opposed to an apartment. If I can find the right house and the right price. Um, especially if I can get it maybe just outside of town. It's been fun living inside uh, of town where I'm at now. Not to dox myself too hard, but I live in a city of somewhere uh, somewhere between like I don't know like a hundred something thousand or something like that so it's not like a big urban area but it's you know it's 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 a good size city or whatever um, especially from cons considering where I'm from I I was born and raised in a small village of less than a hundred people and went to school in a, a small town of I think about 3,000 people and I live now in a city of, you know, like 100,000 people. So, you know, just to put that into perspective. Where was I going with all that? Oh, yeah, I wanted to see if maybe there's some place maybe just outside of town so I can still come into town for stuff. Because the shopping here, compared to where I, you know, used to be many, many years ago, is so much better. But um, I don't know if I want to be in town because the options in town tend to be kind of limited especially with some of the buildings being older and they have their own problems. Um, I wonder if there's something a little bit outside of town that might be a little bit more economical. There are many smaller towns around the city that like maybe would be better off. There's one town in particular that's not too far away from where I'm at now that has some nice housing going up, but I, I that's like actually buying a house as opposed to a rental property but it's kind of like an area that's sort of in development i'm curious to see what they what options they might have out there but i haven't really done my shopping just yet there's other towns around but there's this one particular one that, one that i've been passing through here recently on my travels and i'm like i wonder what's available over there it also kind of just depends on you know where i'm at uh, in the next say six months from now where i'm at uh financially where i'm at with uh, my job and whether or not i want to stay around the area or just go go crazy and just flee the state because like i said i'm in illinois if you're not familiar with illinois uh, uh i should tell you that everybody wants out nobody wants to be here <laughs> nobody wants to be here most people are here because they have to be or they don't know any other way or like they can't they haven't found the right opportunity to leave just yet you know that that kind of thing i would love to flee the state i think my dream state to go to um i have family out there which is why i say this is like washington state i do i really liked washington state when i would go out there and visit my family i love the mountains i i do actually kind of like it on the cooler side and the winters there are quite cold but there's a lot of snow and it's a cooler environment the um pests are like non-existent compared to here uh, anyway it's not like we get crazy bugs here we're not like florida bad for like pests in terms of like stuff getting to your house or whatever but you know we're uh, illinois is still pretty humid a lot of the year and so you know we got we got bugs and stuff the uh washington state i mean everywhere's got bugs but washington state i, I just remember 
one day hiking up a mountain thinking to myself like, God, there are just no freaking bugs up here. <laughs> maybe a, 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 re a wandering wasp, maybe an occasional mosquito. But like, I, I just was floored by it. I'm like, this is just really pleasant. This is just really nice. I like it here. Um, or even, I haven't spent a lot of time in Oregon, but I've also thought Oregon would be neat to go through, travel, and explore. I haven't explored Oregon very much. I would like to, because they have a lot of good uh, forests, and I do like a forest, but I also do like internet. So, so like sometimes when you go out in the in the woods, you can't get good internet. So that might be a no go. But I, I I've wanted to explore Oregon, which is up there in the Northwest a little bit. So I wanted to explore maybe that. Um, but yeah, that's just the Northwest sort of corner, not California. Not particularly interested in California. No, it's a very big state. I'm sure there's parts of California that maybe would interest me, maybe especially along Northern California, maybe. But the parts of California I've been to um, are like tourist places that were fun to visit, but I don't really have any particular desire to live there. I wasn't blown away by the places in California that I was at, like I was in Washington. I really enjoyed Washington in particular. Um, I do enjoy uh, visiting Seattle. Uh, I don't know if I want to live in Seattle. My family that I have up in Washington, they don't live in Seattle. They're a couple hours away from Seattle. But, like, closer to where my family there lives was really nice, and it wouldn't be too bad. But anywho, I've also wanted to... There's a lot of... I, I mentioned uh, earlier on in the podcast that uh, there, I've been to a lot of states. There's a lot of other states I haven't been to that I would also like to go exploring. I've hit a lot of southeast the United States, um, like... I want to say South United States, but mostly Texas. I've hit like California. I've hit like the Northwest uh, corner. Not a lot of Oregon, but I, I've been around like Washington and around Oregon and around the Northwest uh, in my travels and road trips. The Northeast, New England in the United States, I have not, I don't think I have been to at all. I don't think there's any New England state that I've been to that I can think of. I would really like to, I have some family in New York, not New York City, they're, they're upstate, but um. I wouldn't mind going to visit them. I've heard the upstate New York is really nice. Uh, I've never been to New York City. That would be fun to visit. I had family that um, lived there for a while. They don't live there anymore. But I've, I did have family that did live in New York City, but they're not in New York City anymore. Um, so I'd like to visit my family in upstate. I'd like to visit the city. I, I've always wanted to visit Boston and Massachusetts ever since I did a... Um, an elementary school project on Massachusetts. You had to do like this, uh, I don't remember what grade I was in. It was like fourth grade or something. You had to do a project on a state. It was like a research project and you had to like talk about the state and its history or something. I don't remember what I really did for the project, but I remember the state I did was Massachusetts. And I was just, for some reason, obsessed with Massachusetts. So I really, I still really, really want to go to Massachusetts and visit Boston and just explore the state. Don't really know why I'm obsessed with Massachusetts. There's history there because it's New England, obviously. Um, it's known for its like fishing. I'm not really into eating fish. I don't really like seafood. So, I mean, maybe I can change that. Maybe with maybe if I try enough like freshly caught local cuisine, maybe I'd change my mind on that. I live again. I live in Illinois. We are landlocked. Like we don't have seas where you go fishing. We have some lakes. People catch stuff around here, but like. You know, it's not fishing heavy. So maybe my tune would change a little bit. I've been to the fish market in Seattle. The famous fish market in Seattle. I've been there, but usually just because there's a lot of touristy stuff to do there. But yeah, I, I would like to visit the, the New England area. I don't have a particular desire for like Vermont or Maine or Rhode Island or anything. Like nothing particular that I want to see there. But like if I was on a road trip driving through them, you know, to see what there is to see, that would be fun as well. I need to go to the New England area of the United States. Talking about, you know, having gone to Tennessee. Like I've been to Tennessee and Kentucky and I've been to the Carolinas and I've been to Georgia and I've been to Florida and I've been to Texas. And I, actually kind of a lot... I, I'm more of Midwest. I've been to like Indiana, and like I've been to a lot of Midwest. I've been to a lot of Southeast. I've been, you know, in the South. Not a lot Northeast though. I need to, I need to pull that off. I need to do that, and that's gonna have to go on the, on the five-year plan. Like within the next five-ish years, is just somehow find the time to make a trip up to New England area. I think that would be really fun. I want to plan a bunch of trips. I would like to take, especially now that I'm in a better um, work environment than I was before. 
in the sense that it's actually kind of more stressful now than ever but i i i know what i'm doing so i can i i can handle the stress but there's just a i i have a lot more responsibilities with what i do now but i make my own schedule well within reason i can't just do anything i want but i make my schedule so if i want to schedule myself to have a vacation so long as i know the place isn't going to burn down um I, I work at, I, I, I manage, a, I'm the store manager at a Subway. In case you're new to the podcast, I'm a store manager. Uh, so I take care of all of the day-to-day stuff, the, the, the mail, the hiring, the firing, the banking, the all that stuff. I take care of all that stuff, and some of that includes the scheduling. So as long as I know I can leave someplace and the place isn't going to burn down while I'm gone, I can schedule myself in like a vacation or whatever. I'm basically in charge of that. Um... So I want to do that like yearly is find somewhere to go, go on a trip of some kind. It doesn't have to be crazy, but I want to do that more. I, I used to not have that power and not really the financial capability to do so either. I'm in a better place financially than I was like years ago, which I've worked really hard to get to that point to uh, make the money that I do and to be secure and not to blow all my money on this, that or the other frivolous expenses. And I've been really fortunate to not have a lot of like emergency expenses knock on wood hopefully nothing happens um but yeah I've, I've been just in a very fortunate position where i do okay financially i'm not loaded by any stretch of the imagination every time i do go on a trip and i have to spend a bunch of money my buddy justin got married last year was that last year it's only been one year right right i'm asking myself it's only been one year right yeah, it's been like only one year he got married last year and i spent so much money on that trip uh, to South Carolina, um, like at the hotel, uh, the places that we ate at, the wedding gifts. I spent so much money there. When I came back, I was like, what have I done? I just spent like in a week what I would normally spend in like a year. It was just like, it's like, oh my God. I don't know if that math checks out or not, but it was just a very expensive trip. And I was like, what have I done? I'm ruined. Uh, but no, I was fine. I was fine. Um, I'm just someone who's not very frivolous with my expenses. So when I do spend a lot of money at a time, I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that. I've had big purchases before, but you know, I, I always have that, that um, it, it, like, is it called buyer's remorse or whatever when you buy something for a lot of money and then you're kind of like, you kind of regret it because it was expensive. Is that called buyer's remorse? What's that called? That's, I get that real bad, whatever that is, I get that real bad when I spend a lot of money. I don't like spending money. I'm very cheap. Uh, you would not believe how cheap I am. You would not believe how cheap I am. I've actually gotten better about taking care of myself and being like, okay, I can I can afford to do nicer things for me, buy like nicer food, and uh, I, I can uh, treat myself here and there. I, I've done better at like treating myself and my body a little bit better in terms of the, how I spend my money, but um, I really do not like spending money. One of the things that... I, this reminds me, because... Uh, uh, at Alex's, um, I had made some coffee. We'd both made some coffee in the morning. We were talking about what we were going to spend the day doing or whatever. And I guess I must have left my um, mug of coffee on the table when we left his place to go do what we were doing for the day. And when we came back, my mug of coffee was still sitting on the table. This was many hours later. Still had some coffee in it. And I walk up, I'm like, oh, okay. Still got some coffee. I start drinking out of it. And Alex looks at me with horror, like, what are you doing? That's been sitting there all day. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's still good. And it just reminds me that, like, one, I do have an iron stomach, so, like, most things don't bother my gut. Like, I'm, I'm very sturdy, and I think that's because I've abused myself. Like, with food, sitting out and eating old food, expired food, flat food. You would not believe... <laughs> I don't mean to sound dis disgusting, but you would not believe just how sturdy I am <laughs> internally <laughs> because of the, the torture I, I apparently put my body through. But I'm doing better, actually, about... Um, what I like reuse and how I do stuff. So like that was something that I didn't even think anything of, but you know, I reuse coffee grounds and I like keep food out for far longer than I should and stuff like that. It's like, oh, okay, no, we don't need to keep reusing this stuff. Like I can afford to throw this away, make something fresh, you know, be a little nicer to myself, that kind of thing. I do need to eat a bit healthier, especially right before going on vacation and since going on that vacation, I have been eating pretty bad like I've been like going out I've been eating like pizzas I need to get back on my like I need to get back out on my exercise routine I need to I don't like going to the gym but we have a fitness center at my um uh in the like apartment sort of complex that I live in I'm in a townhouse but it's in the middle of this sort of complex of apartments it's this whole kind of cool thing that they take care of but anyway there's a fitness center over by me 
Uh, I need to hit that. If they've got, uh, well, I say they have treadmills. They have one working treadmill, unless they've finally repaired the other. There's, there's four treadmills. One of them works. What is a second one can work sometimes? But anyway, they, they needed repairs. They might be repaired by now. It's been a little while since I've been in there. But they have four treadmills and like two bicycles, and they have this. Um, wait, what's the uh, the flexatron? What's the, what's the one where you like? It has all kinds of different weight. It's like a station. It's like a weight station where you can do different arm and leg stuff or whatever. It's got like it's its own station that has like three sections to it. So in theory, you could have three people working on it all at the same time or whatever. I don't know what you call it. I call it the I call it the flexatron, the the weight station, whatever it is. It's got some loose dumbbells and stuff in the fitness center. It's got it's like a little tiny miniature gym. You wouldn't want a lot of people in there at a time. You could have like a few people in there at a time doing their thing. Um, there's a jump rope that I don't think has been touched by anybody in a year. In a, in a basket. It just looks like it's like no, never been touched by anyone. I don't touch it. I don't jump rope. But um, I need to hit that, get back into exercising, kind of eat healthy again. Um, I need to like track my weight. I have a scale, but my weight doesn't fluctuate. Uh, so I don't ever check. I need to see if I've gained weight over the last couple of weeks because of my eating. So I need to like cut back on maybe the calories or maybe, you know what? I don't really need to cut back on the calories. I take that back. I just need to make sure I'm not eating like grease and, and fat and bread. I need to, like, <laughs> I need to eat better. That's, that's all it is. It's not the calories. It's not the calories I'm worried about. I don't require much. I only eat like twice a day anyway. And I drink an absurd amount of coffee and that's supposed to be helpful with like curving like appetite and like keeping people slim or whatever coffee has that effect on people which is probably why i only why in like the last several years i've been okay with eating twice a day because like i'm also drinking coffee all the time like all the time do i drink coffee if i can help it but um oh then also just drinking i need to cut out the drinking i've been drinking so much um, since like before, like just before the vacation, uh, and then like during the vacation and then after like just so much like beer, right? That cat, that adds up real, that is just empty calories. I've done good over the years of cutting so far back on my soda intake. So a lot of my sugars and calories that I used to get from soda is gone. And now usually the only time I drink a soda is one, if I'm just splurging a little bit with a meal, like I like to have a soda with like a, with pizza. For example, that's like a splurge beverage for me. So I like to have it. I don't drink it when I go out. Like I always order water when I go out. I always drink coffee or water all like all the time. But I've really cut back on soda. But I started like going a little overboard on like too many beers, too many like mixed drinks, like rum and Cokes. I, I do love a rum and Coke. I do love a rum and Coke. And once you have one, you have to have nine. No, I'm just <laughs> So like, you know, that kind of thing. That's that's the only other time I drink soda is if I'm mixing it with like a, basically a rum and Coke. I don't do a lot of whiskey. So I don't do like Jack and Cokes really, but like I can. That's usually the only time I drink soda now is if it's mixed in something or if it's like a splurge drink, which I don't do very often. So I've cut way back on the soda. Now I gotta cut back on like the beer and the booze. That'll help a lot as well. But yeah, that's where we're at right now. In fact, I'm having for lunch today, um, to, I'm back on that Huel kick. For those of you that do occasionally still ask if I still do Huel, I've moved on to instead of the uh, powder that you mix in water and drink on the go or whatever you want to do, it's kind of like a shake, uh, like uh, a Huel milkshake. It doesn't have to have milk in it. You can put milk in it, I guess, and kind of make it a milkshake, but I just mix it with water and powder. And it's like a shake that you drink or whatever. Those don't really do it for my appetite like I'd like them to unless you drink a lot of it but then if you drink too much of it it's just kind of like because it's a lot of water you get that sort of weird water belly you know what I mean like if you ever have just drank a lot of water at a time you know how you get kind of like sloshy does that make sense so if you drink too much of that Huel I guess I could add less water to my Huel and that would make it like thicker and less watery like there'd be less water material or whatever but uh, the point I'm trying to get at is that I've moved on to this sort of hot and savory, their hot and savory line. I've got an Indian curry right now that I've had stewing in my hot pot. I think that's what they call it, a hot hot cup or whatever. You basically take, um, it's like a powder, but it's like chunkier, and it's got like different like ingredients in it or whatever. It's, um, but it's like, it's like a powder. It's like a chunky powder is kind of what it looks like. Chunky is not quite the right word. It's, the best. it's like a chunky, grainy, thick powder or whatever. And you basically mix it in boiling water and put it in this hot pot and close it up for like five minutes. 
open it up, stir it or whatever. And it's kind of like having, it's kind of have like having this sort of like thick soup is kind of what it is. And it, one, the, it's way more flavorful than the powder stuff that I'm used to. Um, and like I said, I'm having an Indian curry one and it's spicy and oh my God, actually, um, it takes a little getting used to. The first time I had it, I was kind of like, eh, it's whatever. But I also think I made it wrong. I was trying to make it in the microwave instead of doing the boiling water uh, method. And I think I just literally did not I think it just literally wasn't done, so it wasn't very good. But now, either it's either it's worn on me, or I'm the the boiling water method is just the superior method. Now I'm like, it's actually pretty good, and it does a much better job of actually um, uh, satisfying my appetite. Even though it's like the same calorie count, basically, as one of those uh, powder drinks I do. I think it comes out to the same calories. I'd have to look at the back of the bag and do like a nutrition, like back-to-back -back guide. But the Huel stuff is supposed to be a meal replacement or meal whatever. It's like a full meal in a, in a cup or whatever. So it's supposed to be pretty similar. And this one's really good. And I've, I've started splurging on some of those because they satisfy me better than the powder stuff did. Uh, so that's what I'm doing for lunch today. I will admit uh, I'm a fat boy, but I also, again, I only eat twice a day. So usually I need more than just one of these. Uh, it's two scoops per, per serving and that's like a 400 calorie meal or something like that. Um, I usually do like, if I'm hungry, if I'm actually having as a meal, I'll do that twice basically. So it'll, it would be like an 800 calorie, four scoops type situation. And that's fine because I actually don't eat it like every day. I don't do that every day. It's just something I like to do. It's it's quick. It, it's not a lot of thought, but between it, you just literally boil water and put it in a powder and mix it and you're good to go. Like it's super quick. It works for me, especially on my days where I'm not working, where I'm just like, I need something quick for lunch and I want to be able to sit at my, ta at my desk and do some work. I just make that and it works uh, pretty well. So I, I've been enjoying that so far. That's what I'm doing today is my Indian curry. So any of you that were wondering uh, on a Huel update, that is my Huel update, which um, is one of the few affiliate links actually on my YouTube videos. If you go to my descriptions, I have a list of affiliate links people can use if they want to buy products that I have affiliate links for. And you know, if they do, I get like a kickback of some kind. I have a Huel affiliate link actually. It probably won't be in the uh, description of the, this episode of the podcast, um, but I do have a link and if you're curious go to my uh, YouTube channel at magic man mo click on just any of the recent videos um, Go to the description. There's a link down there use that and you can kick me back like 15 bucks on my on my purchase It's great. It's one of the few affiliate links. I, I've, I've had two people. I never talk about my Huel Like rarely do I talk about it. I've had two people use that affiliate link I've saved like $30 on Huel now because people have done that and I'm like, thank you guys. Thank you I hope you enjoyed it um I believe you get uh, $15 too if you use that. It's been a while since I looked at my link. I forget what the deal is. I think you get $15 off of your purchase of $50 or more. Um, so like if you want to try Huel and, um, you know, get a discount on trying it and then also coincidentally help me too, like give me a little bit of a kickback, uh, I do have a link. Like I said, it probably won't be in the description of this podcast. So I know I'm kind of asking you to go out of your way if you're curious, but it go to magic man mo on youtube that's me go to one of my recent videos go to the description of that video there's a link right there follow that there you go bada bing i i should probably have like an affiliate link page on my website so i can just tell you guys to go to westonhasty.com and there you can support me with all my affiliate stuff all of my patreon that i have at patreon.com follow me on my social medias especially at twitter at westonhasty where you can use the hashtag hashtag hasty podcast to tell me what you thought about this episode uh, or leave me co comments and questions, etc. Um, and in case you haven't figured out at this point, this is me actually just plugging my stuff <laughs> at the end of the episode. So uh, yeah, there you go. The best way to support me financially is going to be patreon.com forward slash Weston Hasty. Uh, we can send me money, but if you don't want to send me money and you want to help me for free, tell people about the podcast. Uh, over here at a hasty podcast feel free to share and leave a review like if you can do a five star on spotify or whatever i don't think there's stars on spotify i think that's apple actually um i don't use i don't use spotify or apple i listen to all my podcasts on like youtube 
Um, there's, I have exceptions. I do have exceptions, actually. I take that back. But I'm also on YouTube. A Hasty Podcast is available on YouTube, so you can give it a subscription or a like there if you would like. And um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. That's all I've got for you. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you did, please do all of the things. And until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and wash your hands. I'm out of here. Bye. Bye.